Well, I've complained a couple of times about how things kind of get out of, uh, out of sequence. You know, Drug Mart had their Halloween stuff out in August. They had their Christmas stuff out in uh, um, October. And uh, I came home the other day and I looked at the mail. And we have received our first seed catalog. Normally, in my experience, this happens somewhere, you know, mid-January, first part of February. Um, but uh, apparently, uh, the Baker Creek Heirloom Seed Company wanted to get their 24th annual Pure Seed book out ahead of everybody else. Um, I, actually, I actually like getting seed catalogs. Uh, I, I like imagining what gardens can be, and uh, it puts me in the mind of spring. You know, gardens, green plants, flowers vegetables. Um, there's nothing like a good, fresh, ripe tomato right off the vine, right? Um, and uh, uh, I just, I get kind of swept up in the, the wonder of the, the changing seasons, especially those seasons that bring life. It really is quite beautiful to behold. There is a little bit of that feeling in our Old Testament lesson today, in Isaiah chapter 61, right at the end of the reading, when Isaiah, led by the Holy Spirit, he rejoices in God's salvation. He says, For as the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as gardens cause what is sown in them to sprout up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before the nations. All this images of things that are growing and things that are alive and, and God being the one that, that brings them about. And I think that part of, part of what I like about this type of a passage is it helps me to pull back. It helps me to, to watch and to listen and to wait for God. Because if you've ever planted seeds in a garden... You don't go out the next day and find plants, do you? You don't go out the next day and pick vegetables. There's this time, this waiting, and, and it just happens. You know, God does his work. He, he causes the seed to sprout and to grow. And, and, and I mean, yeah, you can go out there and water it and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, there is nothing you can do to make that happen. And it's all such a, a beautiful miracle. And I think that we got the same thing happening in our lives. And, and that we can trust God, that he is doing his work, that he's keeping his promises. And no matter, no matter how chaotic, confusing, or, or unsettling this life feels, how much we feel like we've been buried like a seed, uh, the day will come when all will be set right. Because God is doing his work. And I don't understand how. And I don't understand why. You know, God is using the, the distressing things that are going on in the world to accomplish his purposes, but I believe that he is. And Isaiah was in the same boat. I mean, he had some different circumstances, different situations that he was dealing with. I mean, we've got pandemic. We've got this, this you know, political chaos. He just had, you know, nations that were coming to uh, kill all their people and take them into captivity. Little things like that. 
confronting the king and proclaiming God's law and telling people about their sin um, in, in a world that, that uh, had largely rejected God's promises and God's word. Um, he, he looked, he's like, I don't, I don't understand why God is working like this. I don't understand how he's going to accomplish what he wants to accomplish through this. But through it all, God did work. And he worked out this plan of salvation that, that was in place since before the beginning to bring his son, our Savior Jesus, into this world. And in all of this, that he experienced, all of this that we are experiencing today, God is working. And one day, when the time is right, just as Isaiah looked forward to when the Messiah, Jesus, would come, we look forward to when the Messiah, Jesus, will come again. And this image of, of gardens and, and seeds and righteousness and, and praise working out in their proper time I think it takes us all the way back to the beginning, all the way back to the garden in Eden in which God cursed a serpent and said, I will put enmity between you and the woman. You use the word enmity a lot, right? I think this is the only time I ever use that word is when I read this passage. So I I was looking at this the other day. How how about this for a, a, a more modern translation? I will put animosity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Ooh, seeds. I know a lot of translations put that as offspring, but the Hebrew word there is seed. And I think about this, this moment where God promises uh, a boy will come that will crush the serpent's head, even though the serpent will crush his heel. And it was as if God planted a seed that day, a plan of of salvation that, that would make us righteous through faith in his son. It would, it would take years, years, centuries before that seed sprouted and grew God's people waited. They waited like people waiting for a seed to sprout. But when Jesus came, he came preaching. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, if you were following along in the text there, it says something in there about the day of the vengeance of our Lord. And and Jesus, when he quotes this passage in one of the very first sermons that he preaches, he, he leaves that out. He doesn't talk about God's vengeance. And I think that's because he's like, I got that part covered for you. Because God's vengeance would be poured out. But Jesus would put himself between us and it, that God's wrath would be poured out against sin, but he would be the one who stands in the place of sinners to receive that punishment on on our behalf on the cross. And in so doing through, through Jesus' death and resurrection, he would comfort all who 
mourn. He comforts all who mourn because ultimately the the mourning in our lives, the grief in our lives is rooted in being separated from God because we're all doomed to die. But here, God defeats death by dying. And he rises to to make a way through death for those who die. And he has promised reconciliation and everlasting life to all who trust in him. Not just reconciliation between people. Not that that's not important. It is. But a reconciliation between us and God. And that reconciliation then flows into our relationships with other people. It flows into our lives to to give us joy and peace as we deal with one another. It gives us purpose to worship and to celebrate all that God has done. And when you read through that passage in Isaiah 61, just all of this, God is so good, comes through in it. And the seeds of this event in, in Genesis 3 were planted mere moments after the woman plucked the fruit. Only shortly after she and the man ate that forbidden fruit and found shame for the first time, God placed this promise into the world like a seed to germinate, causing righteousness and praise to sprout up before the nations. In Eden, the, 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 the problems revolved around fruit from a tree that led to sin. And the seed that brings righteousness and praise also led to a tree. The tree of the cross. Where Jesus suffered and died to atone for our guilt. And the fruit is forgiveness and life and salvation. During Advent, we join with Isaiah and with Eve, and with all who went before Jesus in in the faith, and all those those saints of old who, who waited for the seed of the promise in the garden to sprout and to grow, even as we wait for the final fruit from that seed to come. And when he does, there will no longer be any poverty. There won't be any brokenheartedness, captivities. There won't be prisoners because there will be no prisons, because all will be made new. And even when we mourn today, it's with an eye toward the horizon. It's with a thought to the future and a remembrance that God has comforted us in Christ. And Christ will come again to raise the dead and bring his people into eternal glory. Brothers and sisters, live in that hope. God has planted seeds. They're at work. And sometimes we just have to wait for him to do what he's doing. Live waiting for what God is doing. Live in the righteousness that Jesus won for you. 
And may it cause justice and righteousness to sprout and to grow in your relationships with with others as a testimony of what God has done in you and for you and as a witness to the hope that you have in the seed that was born by the virgin. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Any of you ever do Christmas goose? We raised geese when I was a kid, so that was, uh, that was a pretty normal part of our, our lives. Um, once again, as we come up to Christmas, we celebrate the virgin's pregnancy and the Savior's birth. And we share the good news that that Christ the Savior is born, planting seeds as we do so, that we wait to see what God will do with those, to see God cause them to sprout and to grow, leading to righteousness and praise in all who believe that Christ the Savior has come. Amen.